And welcome, everybody, to the Lunacy Podcast. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave, David, and Connor. Dave Stevens, David Sterling, Connor Ennis. I am Tony Pervenanzi. It is Monday after the Loons uh, game, late game last night against uh, LAFC. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, complain about the fact that it was on here at 9.30. <clears throat> Once again, we were, uh, you know, they said it was going to be 9 o'clock, but we knew that was a lie because it was a nationally televised game. So you have to have a half hour of their, uh, you know, broad, pregame broadcast, which we all know we don't like. Um, so, yeah, it, uh, we'll talk about that. Um, anywho, uh, the weather is warming up around here, guys, which is nice. Uh, for finally out of April. And uh, we might get some nice weather, especially for next week's game against Cincinnati, which we'll talk about um, at Allianz Field, because that should be a super nice afternoon there uh, in the sun. So, anywho, uh, David, did you catch the Gator you were going after yesterday? I, uh, I did not. What, what You were all gung-ho to do that, you know? Yeah, you were, you I, I tried my hardest Looked all over for it. Didn't see it. Hmm. So. Uh, That's too bad. No gator. Oh, son of a beast. Now, now, refresh my memory. Did you actually, did you see, now obviously you didn't find it, but did you see one in the past? Because I think you had gone a long time without seeing one. Um, so the closest outcome is in our pond. Um, there was one that I saw crossing to the other side of the pond. Mm-hmm. Um just saw it snout in its eyes going across the river or pump. Um, so yeah. And that was way back last probably November. Um, so I haven't seen any gators, like clear gators in the wild at all. I mean, so then Sarah saw this one at the neighbors and all she saw was the snout and she took a picture of it. And I was like, Oh, that's a gator, but they swear it is. Was it could have been something else? Tourists. We have a lot of tourists. Sure, sure. Oh, okay. Um, You have gators. I have uh, ducks. We had the our usual uh, duck family came by. Every year we live here now, guys. Two ducks. I don't know if they're the same ducks, but it's a man and a a male and a female duck. They come in our neighborhood, and one morning in like April, when it's a little bit rainy, they'll walk around together, and they'll try to find a spot for the nest. And then they find a nest somewhere. Usually it's in the backyard or wherever. And then a couple weeks later, the mom will come up with her little, you know, little uh, ducklings and come to our front yard and come up on the steps and be all over the place. So we had our annual, uh, we try to, um, but I will say my yard, uh, was it Saturday morning? It was Saturday morning. My yard was a damn zoo because I had the ducks out there. Then I had, we had uh, baby bunnies who'd been born in the backyard oh, wow. and the baby bunnies were up in the front yard scavenging away. And I'm trying to let Draco out. And he's of course going, Oh, well, look at all these fun animals out here. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's crazy. And we have uh, four birds nests underneath our deck, which is just fantastic. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah, it's like, it's like a zoo out here. Um, before we get started, guys, I do want to mention uh, May is mental health awareness month. Uh, in case you guys didn't know that. So uh, good time to uh, check your mental health and uh, get help if you need it. Uh, I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people after the whole COVID thing and still going on and people are, you know, whatever, um, you know, seek some help, talk to a counselor, 
you know, take some me time, do some, do some meditation. So, um, all right, guys game last night. I know that, uh, I didn't stay up to watch the whole thing. I watched the first half. Connor, you fell asleep at the 37th minute. Yes. I okay. Did. Dave and David stay up the whole match. And I know that for a fact, because yeah. when I woke up this morning, I had like 85 text messages. <laughs> I was going to say, and yeah. as far as text messages goes, you know, in our group thread, I mean, that was probably a light evening, you know, yeah, compared to what we oh, yeah, normally yeah, done. Probably it was. Us, I woke so. up to 77 text messages. And <laughs> my phone had never been so popular in my entire yeah. life. It's crazy. So now you know how sometimes it works for me when I get off a plane or I'm working out of town or something and I pull yeah. up my phone for the first time okay, in hours. Dave, you're popular. <laughs> we get it. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. in uh, from you guys, of course. But. Of course. So, uh, guys, LAFC, MLA. 9.30 start time. Let's talk about the starting lineup right off the bat because... Well, hold on a sec, Tony. We Aren't we forgetting something? What's it? Oh, are crap. We, are we driving beer? Are we Holy crap, beer I totally forgot about beer. Like, yeah. How did I forget? You just you just couldn't wait to get right into it. It's, a, it's, a, it's like a good to talk about tonight. You yeah. it, well, That's I don't a, blame you, Tony. It is a fantastic game to talk about. I, so, I, I'm, just, yeah. I'm just all over the board here. Yeah. Man, I forgot. I can't believe I forgot about beers. Holy shit. The first that might be a first. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> ooh, my full power. I'll. I guess I'll start, guys, since I made the mistake of not starting this. We are drinking beers tonight. We are. I swear we are, because a lot of people probably started to shut this podcast off when we heard we weren't drinking beers because they get excited about the fact that we're gonna have drinks while talking about soccer. Um, I'll start because I went to uh, visit my daughter who is at. Uh, Melrose Center uh, for her eating disorder. And uh, she's doing well there. And uh, it is right by Steel Toe Brewing. And uh, so I decided to stop in a Steel Toe and I haven't had Steel Toe for a while. And I picked up their Sissel, which is a raspberry sour ale. Uh, it's that 5.5%. Guys, bottle wise, um, Steel Toe doesn't have a lot. They have their, their regular stuff they have. But it's pretty much the same it's always been. Uh, so I think this has been around for a while. Picked it up. It's a it's a decent sour. It's not something that's like earth shattering or anything like that. You can definitely taste the raspberry in it. Um, but uh, other than that, it's it's a it's a good it's a good beer. It's it's not bad. I haven't had a sour for a while, so kind of getting back in the swing of things, you know, with springtime and everything. But it's not bad. I feel bad for them though, because the whole road out, they are doing major construction over there. And I want to figure out what the hell they're doing. They took out pretty much all the buildings around steel toe on seven or just no, off? on uh it's, it's Beltline Beltline drive. It's the, the side road down yeah. there. Yeah. They took out, they took out all the buildings. I don't know if they're putting in like, it looks it's like they're the putting light in like, rail, isn't it? It might be. I don't know. It's it might be. It might be for the, might be for the light rail. On, yeah. They're planning on uh, building that, uh, that branch out to the Hopkins area. And I know they're planning yeah. on going down seven to do that. So it might uh, be for the light rail. Very popular. Yeah. So, yeah. So there, that whole road is closed right now. So you have to get like, take a back way into Steel Toe. And it looks so weird around there because everything is like gone. Hmm. You know, Steel Toe and a bunch of other buildings behind it are there, but everything in front of it. Psh, see you later. Bye bye. So, um, yeah. Uh, anywho, how about we go with, we're going to leave Connor for last. Cause he says he has a new brewery tonight. So I do. Yes. Uh, let's go with Dave. What are you drinking tonight, Dave? 
All right. Well, uh, speaking of new breweries, it's not a new brewery for you guys, at least a couple of you, but it is for me. Um, I went with a beer from Portage Brewing Company up in Walker, Minnesota, right on uh, Leech Lake. Is it uh, north, north of Brainerd? Uh, I have not been to that brewery and I have not had their beer before. So this was kind of a, a good new one for me. I went with their uh, coffee cake blonde ale. So basically they kind of, they, they kind of start with their, not that I've had it before, but if, you know, if you started with their, like what they call their house blonde ale, and then they actually use locally to them, locally roasted portage coffee from coffee Haven roastery um, spelled all weird, but then what makes this kind of unique? Cause I've definitely had a blonde ale uh, with, with coffee added before. I think either uh, several breweries around here offer that, but this one's a little unique because uh, they had a little vanilla bean and uh, excuse me if I mispronounce it, but Ceylon cinnamon. Um, and so that kind of makes you think of coffee cake. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's got a really, it's not overpowering at all. It's really smooth coffee flavor, just delicious. It's one of those, it's one of those beers, you know, it's great for when you first wake up in the morning and feel like you need a beer. So what you're saying, Dave, is you're going to bring some of that to Miami then. Exactly. We have that. Exactly. We wake up nice. at the Airbnb and have a little bit of that. Yeah. But really, but yeah. No. Our hair of the dog replacing a Bloody Mary there. Mm-hmm. Be mm-hmm. nice. It would it would work because seriously, like, I mean, the first it the first thing that hits you is the smell. Just an awesome smell. It's like I said, not overpowering. It's not too strong either. It's 5.2%, not bitter at all. It's 18 comes in on that scale. So yeah, easy drinking, kind of tasty beer without being overpoweringly strong or too sweet. So nice. Good, good beer. All right. All right. How about you, David? What's your beer from uh, the uh, Florida area? So this is a brewery that I had back in, I believe it was November. might have been the second or third episode that I was back on. It's uh, Point Ebel. It's here in the rainy Fort Myers. Um, It is the attenuator. And I believe it is a new style for the podcast, which it, seriously, though, we've been, what, three, three years now? Uh, four. Four. Is it four years? I think so. Um, and I'm shocked that we have new styles. But um, so I stuck with the German because I had the, uh, the Dunkelweiss a couple weeks ago. Now I have the Doppelbach. Hmm. And um, so anybody doesn't know what the Doppelbach is, it's a double Bach, um, hence the word Doppel. And it's going to be multier, it's going to be a little bit more to it, but it's not necessarily like a, like an imperial, right? It's, it's just heavier malts, more roasted. Uh, they they say this. Well, sorry, this is also conditioned on American oak, which is kind of cool. Um, and they say this is just like a rich malt forward oak biscuit biscoff cookie. That's the what they call it. Um, honestly, I, I guess I'd say that it's really bready. It's um, it's got a nice little nice little caramely aftertaste. It's really smooth, and I'm guessing that's kind of the oak conditioning. It's not super high in alcohol. It's seven point three. Oh, that's low. Yeah, so it's not it's not anything like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's good. I I went to the brewery Saturday specifically because I saw on Instagram that they were releasing this, um, and so that's the only reason I went. Of course, I had like five beers when I was there. Um, <laughs> but um, 
it was yeah it's it's good uh, it was well worth the uh 25 minute drive across town um oh. yeah nice and here here's the color for you guys it's nice and gold and copper mm-hmm. yeah no i'm i'm thinking we probably haven't had like one of those on the podcast during zoom cast but i gotta believe that the breweries we've been to in the past we might have had right. but i don't remember i mean especially going to Udabils, I, I, yeah yeah you think we'd probably have but probably didn't. i don't I recall don't, don't remember that don't i would have thought like bauhaus or something would have would have had true yeah. yeah 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 although we never we never did bauhaus oh wait no we didn't Mm-mm. I can't wait till we do though. God, or six one, or six one, or six one two. By that matter, I think You're I've right. Seen, we I, never I, went to uh, Bauhaus. We had Bauhaus in the on the pod, but oh, we've never, had it on the pod. Yeah, never. Okay, we we got to get that in the hopper. I've been talking about yeah. wanting to do a, a pod there for a long time now. Well, the the equipment's going to be here in like a week or two. So oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah, we're going with that. Uh, so finally, we'll go with Connor. Connor has a new brewery. So Connor, what are you drinking tonight? I do indeed have a new brewery. It's <clears throat> excuse me it is a, a double ipa called the citrus and it's from arbiter brewing in uh, minneapolis uh, it's over in the long it's all over in the longfellow area right off of uh, 55 and lake street okay. and i went to their tap house today because i heard about them on a website which i'm actually going to talk about in a little bit um but it's a it's extremely citrus it's uh, hmm. very, very citrus to the point where I, I, I'm not usually a big, a huge citrus fan. I like a little bit of citrus in my IPAs, but not overpowering. And this is almost overpowering with just enough hops to kind of counteract it uh, enough, hmm. I guess, is the way to say that. So I do like it. It's not my favorite, but I would definitely drink it again. It's an 8.1 alcohol, uh, alcohol volume. And... Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I heard of Arbiter because I don't know if you know this guys, Minneapolis this year is the host of the craft brewers conference, right? Correct. Uh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, should get, we need media passes for that. Well, yeah. <laughs> now there's at the convention center. I read, I heard about this and also they have a, what is it? A beer trolley that's going around to a couple of breweries in the, uh, North loop and all that stuff. And it's a free beer trolley. Uh, for anybody who wants to get on. So they're doing that, I think, today, uh, tomorrow through this weekend. Um, So, yeah. It says the dates are are made 2nd through 5th, but they'll probably do the trolley through the weekend, I I would think. Yeah. Um, It's a a free trolley. And this is uh, by a company that actually does uh, private and uh, public trolley kind of tours. They're just doing a open to the public, jump on whenever you want to, jump off whenever you want to. They're just going to do a little track around, and that's that. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Dave and I know what that's all about. Buses, yes, buses, buses and brews. Buses and brews, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, it's, a uh, good, it's a good one. I heard, of, I heard about Arbiter because it's one of the 13 breweries that uh, the Craft Brewers Conference suggested that uh, these people – that their people go and visit while they're here. Yeah, I uh, I think there was a couple. There's a couple breweries of, that we've been to. I think it was Alloy on that list. I think Alloy was on that. Alloy was on that list. I'm thinking Ven, Om- Ven Brewing. Ven, Ven Brewing yep. Is, yep. is over there. 
Yeah, that's in, that's in that same area, isn't it? Roughly. Yeah, it's right. Yeah. It's right down uh, Hiawatha Boulevard there. Yep. Yeah, not not too often in this world that uh, I hear of a brewery in the area that I have not uh, even heard of before tonight. That's interesting. Well, I've yeah, I've that's heard why of... I went to this one. It's uh, hmm. I had heard of it, and I I go over to that area all the time. So I looked at, I'm like, how have I never heard of this brewery? So I went to check them out, and their tap tap room is pretty cool. Um, smaller but very very uh craft brew typical i would say is a is a good good way to describe it um we're talking about newer breweries guys i did mention on our text you guys that uh, the northwest metro is getting another brewery it's going to be in osseo downtown osseo it's going to be called uh thelema thelema brewing that's t-h-e-l-e-m-a brewing uh, it'll be in downtown Osseo, so it'll be about by all the uh, bars and restaurants and other things going on there, right by uh, Osseo Meat Market. Um, so they're going to try to make it, from the story I read, they're going to try and make it a uh, craft brewery with a uh, small town feel. Uh, so they're because yeah. Osseo, if you go to downtown Osseo, if you know the area, it kind of feels like a small town in downtown Osseo there. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to kind of make it kind of like that, but they said they're also going to make it so uh brewery fans are going to be interested to come with all the different stuff they're going to do so yes. um the three people who are running it have 30 years of craft brewing experience between them so um that should be a good brewery and uh, should fit in nicely with uh heavy rotation up in uh up in brooklyn park which I have to reach out to those guys and see if they've got their their uh howlers going yet because i'd love to get a howler or two and have it on the podcast so yeah. Um, and for those, and if we're talking, we're still talking about new breweries. There's a couple new ones down in uh, South Minneapolis too. There's uh, Wooden Ship Brewery in uh, in kind of the Southwest Minneapolis, uh, right on the border of Edina, basically. Oh, nice. um, right, like the the Franson 44 area, if anybody's yeah, familiar nice. with that. And uh, then of course um, we've got uh, there's going to be a new brewery in Hopkins, uh, right down the street from LTD. Uh, it's going to be called Bear Cave Brewing. I heard about um, that one. Yep. And yep. It's, uh, I'm super excited. My wife and I used to go to LTD all the time. Mm-hmm. So we might just uh, check that Bear Cave one out pretty soon. Yeah, it's not, uh, you know, we did lose a couple breweries uh, in the last couple months here, but it looks like they're still going. So we'll see what uh, 2022 has to do with uh, brewing up here in the in the Minneapolis area. But excited to have all those to try so um okay guys can i can i get to the game now yeah yeah you can. Uh, can i do that, yeah. can I, do that I mean now? i know it's super exciting to talk about tony it's well it is yeah. i mean i mean the lineup's excited to talk about because lineup is exciting to talk about well now, g- guys this was game number nine right yes yeah okay now and, and i heard and, and i guess this is true this is the ninth different lineup we've had in nine games not shocking which, which is not shocking due to a lot of reasons. It's well, due to some tinkering, in, it's not tinkering. In the, in the beginning, it was injuries. Yeah. And now it's been some tinkering going on. Well, yeah. I mean, um, it's, you know, three of those nine were injuries. The other six are tinkers. Yeah. So <laughs> we get this lineup out. And uh, of course, the uh, MNUFC Twitter guy made a mistake. He put a new at the 10 in the original post. And also put a new a new on the bench, which means that he was playing two positions at once, or maybe, he has a twin brother. Maybe he was thinking of MSC M 
MN UFC two lineup because uh, he yeah, has played maybe. the ten uh, for for the dudes. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, guys, and the, the back line was pretty much is what it is. Metnir is not playing anymore. He's injured again. And that so, uh, the back line. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the same back line as as the previous match against Chicago. Correct with Fisher uh, and Kamar Lawrence as your uh, fullbacks. I, be- I believe so. Or was so. Met, was Metnir? Did Metnir start that last no. game? No, 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 no. Yeah, Metnir. Dave, I think you're right. Yeah, Metnir, okay. Metnir hasn't uh, been okay. in the lineup for quite some time now. So. Okay, right. So yeah, with O'Neill Fisher, uh, Lawrence Taxi back there, um, which his play is making me wonder if Chase Gasper is ever going to see the pitch this year because this guy has been incredible. Yeah. Um, Debossi and Boxel, of course, uh, Dane St. Clair in goal. Um, in the middle, we had Rosales and Ariaga, and that's and due to the is, fact that Will Trap was on uh, accumulation, so he was out. Yeah, and, and we had brought that up uh, last week. You know, we th- I think this was the pair that I was kind of excited, mm-hmm. hoping to see. It wasn't necessarily expecting to see it, but it's certainly, yep. I think, what most of us wanted to see, yep. that uh, Honduran international uh, defensive mid-pairing. So I was kind of excited about that, and plus – Felt confident in the back line, little little consistency consistency there. And and it was yeah when Dotson went out. Now that I remember it, Dotson yeah. you know out for the year. Of course, that's when you know Fisher came in and yeah. stepped into that right back role. Yep. And then up top, guys, we had uh, well weird situation. Where it gets exciting. Big change. Yeah. Bongi gets a start. Uh, Dunlady gets a start. Both on the on the edges there. Uh, Ray in the middle, and up top we had uh, Robin Lud, uh, which means that both of our DP strikers were on the bench for this game. Right. It, which I mean, it, it, it is funny. I think we made that comment as, as the game before the game started. You know, I it, it was exciting to see Bongi get his first start. You know, yeah. for this club, I mean, he deserves it. The way he's been coming in late later into games for the last half hour, or so it, it was exciting to see him get a start. Deserved it based on his play. You know, and then Dunlady. He's he he's at his moments on 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 the wing as well. You know he's flashed. He's he's a bit of a liability at times, but he's certainly you know he scored a goal for his club. He he's shown what he's capable of. And then I mean we don't need to talk about Robin Lude and what he's capable of playing in the nine because yeah. he proved it not just in a little bit of time that he's been there this year and it, a very little bit of time, but some I think. And uh, but over the last couple of years, including that but- playoff run. What's crazy to me, though, is the last two games, we scored three goals in both those two games, right? So, I mean, we're getting some offense, but he decided that, oh, I'm going to change it up even more because... Well, the interesting thing is when, you know, what when have most of those goals come, you know, late late in the games, after these substitutions have made, after Bongi's in the game already, after maybe body in some cases. The problem is, though, is you don't, you don't, create a starting 11 based on a lineups performance late in the game because right. it's correct just right. it's different and it, it kind of proved to be correct too right. yeah, it's true, different. true. But, uh, but at the, but at the same time sorry connor go ahead no you meant you mentioned uh uh pace on the pace on the the side when whenever they come into the game which they do bring but if you the the problem there is if you start them they run out of gas after 60 70 minutes exactly which we so, saw yep Mm-hmm. So, um, I do. I mean, I I do. I was always the advocate for wanting Bongi to start because I think he's a better player than Franco. Uh, 
Um, but uh, it's, I mean, it, it was apparent last night that he definitely had his moments, but he, he couldn't really. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely raw. Yeah. Um, you saw it last night. Um, and I, I think we've seen it every time. What, he started two other times? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I think we've seen it every time he started. But, um, yeah, I mean, reality is he brings a different element. Well, both of those, him and Lottie, bring a different element to this mm-hmm. attacking four that, you know, I think Heath was hoping translated into a starting 11. Uh, maybe at times it did, but, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, interesting starting lineup. Yeah. We'll see if it works. Obviously, we know what happened, but we'll talk about it. Uh, the I most exciting. Yeah, I was go ahead, Tony. But I was just going to say, I think I was most excited. You know, I think, well, looking back, I can clearly say, but I was certainly excited to see the lineup, as were I think a lot of, you know, I mean, I would assume a lot of fans were probably pretty excited mm-hmm. to see that kind of starting lineup. Not not because, David, like you mentioned, you're two DP strikers on the bench, but just because, you know, they're changing, it's changing it up. You're seeing a fan favor and Bongi getting out there. And so I don't know. I was pretty excited, you know, to watch the pregame, actually even though it delayed kickoff 25 minutes. Yeah, but. Exactly. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong, guys. The most exciting part of the first half was uh, Boxel getting hit in the face with a ball. Who's who's clearance was that again? I remember clearly as day, but I just can't think of it. It was curtains. Yeah. That, that, yep, that's right. Yeah. Yep. I, yeah, right in yeah. the face. Wow. Right hey, in, the, in the mush. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I think I said on text that, I, I laughed because it was mm-hmm. it was funny when it happens, but then mm-hmm. like, oh, that had hurt. I mean, I'm yeah, just not sure it hurt like none other. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just one of those one of those moments that he's in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, that whole sequence was a shit show. Because it was. Yeah. It, the defense broke down one of the few times actually in the first half. Mm-hmm. The defense really kind of broke down. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, it was it was probably the most exciting part of the first half, unfortunately. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, the first half there was a lot of a lot of corner kicks, guys, on both sides. Um, we saw how good Ray can be at corner kicks. We just couldn't finish it. Um, we did see. I, I, I'm telling you guys, Ray is. I think Ray is almost back to what he was. He he made some great passes yesterday. He did have some moments in the first half where you like kind of shook your head and like, what the fuck are you doing? But his ball skills, especially passing, are, are there. Um, he, hit, he hit numerous guys right where yeah. he needs to. He, had, he hit Lud in the chest on a run. And that, I swear, that was like the best opportunity for us to score a goal right there. Tony, you nailed it. And I mean, I, I can't say like, I'm not going to like, you know, just blanket those guys with praise but i mean i i did see what we kind of wanted to see more of you know with with ray and you know you know his combo play with with this with the striker and in, in the nine and, and in this case lewd and i thought there was i thought it, at more than a few moments those two looked pretty fluid together and i mean i i was pretty optimistic what i saw there um so there's a little to look there there was a little to be optimistic about it and i i do credit you know we're talking we, you know we just finished talking about the lineup i just i would say if we're talking about a broad generalities here i i was impressed and as a lot of people were i think that you know hey i will credit heath uh in this case you kind of 
half expected, and I think I probably said it last week, you kind of half expected maybe Minnesota to come out in the 4-3-3, play a little more defensively, a little more conservative. But no, they did the opposite. They, they changed their lineup. They went aggressive. You know, knowing that th- this squad, this, this particular 11, not starting, but they had scored. They had, you know, created chances late in games. Now, huge difference like you guys touched on. But they came out of the gates, and they were aggressive. You know, they were definitely aggressive. This game was a little bit more – maybe, you, David, you're going to disagree, but I, in my opinion, this game was a little more entertaining, you know, than some of the games we've seen, especially first halves of games that just are sloppy. This one was at least open, and it was entertaining, leading to those corner kicks, leading to those, you know, free kicks. Yeah, and, and, just, and I likened it to Austin. Uh, I mean, it wasn't as bad as Austin, but yeah. um, I, I just disagree. I mean, I thought we were passing was not very good. We had glimmers. Um, our shots were bad. Um, you know, Luke blew two sitters basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was it was one of those. I mean, what we had four shots on on target the entire half, yeah. or sorry, five shots on target. It was um, one. Sorry, five shots and one on target. There we go. I was going to say, yeah, um, I don't think they had that many on target the whole game, but yeah. and I think that last one on target was one of the fortieth minutes of Linda. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, it was just, to me, I mean, yeah, it was open. It was definitely back and forth, but I saw the exact same thing over and over. That. Well, That's what I've seen the entire, every single game is the exact same thing. Well, yeah. and unfortunately it was, you're right. I mean, for my, just my, just thinking back on the game, it seemed a little bit more open, but maybe it was, but then yeah, to your, your, your credit, David. Yeah. They're lacking again, like every game, at least in the first half, even the games that they've won by multiple goals here in the last couple of weeks, there hasn't been a lot in the first half in the final third, as far as chances created and then the very few that they had, yeah, yeah, you reminded me of that Robin Lude moment, and yeah, frustrating. Just to they, you know, they, sh- it's very frustrating to watch, and more of the same here in the first half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but now, positive note: the defense mm-hmm. team like LA, they held up, they did their job. They, you know, there were a couple breakdowns, um, nothing significant. I mean, it, you go, you hold LAFC's scoreless. In the first half, uh, it was that was a huge at, positive at home. Yeah, and then you know, in, in credit, LA, in, yeah. yeah, in LA, yeah, in credit, uh, yeah, credit the back line. There, there were a couple shaky moments, but not to be unexpected against team. You're right, David, like LAFC, and then all, but then also, yeah, you credit uh, Dane St. Clair for keeping it, yep. you know, scoreless through that first half. He, you know, he wasn't staying on his head, so to speak, but he made a, several, at least a couple in the first half, I believe, very nice saves uh, that that required the save. And uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we've hey. come to expect good goalkeeping out of DSC. So. I will I will say this, guys. I'll say it again. Uh, taxi, the pickup of Taxi uh, has to be one of the uh, biggest, like, like cheap pickups uh, this year for any MLS team because – that guy, you watch him play, and he just has that veteran mentality. He knows where to be. He knows what to do. He doesn't make any real stupid mistakes that we've seen before in that position. Yeah. So doesn't foul a lot. Uh, I just I like his his ball play. I love his ball play. Yeah. When he gets the ball on, on his feet, I know he's going to put it where it needs to go. 
Yeah, you yeah. know, I can yeah. I can definitely see why uh, Toronto liked him uh, mm-hmm. way back way, way up there, and I yeah. know the Toronto the Toronto faithful really liked him. Mm-hmm. And it, is... you know, Toronto. Sorry, Doc. No, uh, okay. uh, Toronto has to be kicking themselves. I mean, they're they they're I think uh, minus three or four right now in goal difference. Uh, I think they've allowed the most goals of the Eastern Conference, mm-hmm. and they just let him go because I don't know they just didn't want him. I mean, it, we don't even understand why. No, technically they let him go, and it wasn't and it, basically it was like dumb. they wanted to get rid of him too. We got yeah. him for such a deal mm-hmm. that it just it, there's no way that Toronto well, still wanted him for reasons that I can't explain. Now, originally I thought it might have been vaccination related. But then right. I found out it wasn't because he had played up in Toronto and he wouldn't be able to if he wasn't vaccinated. Right. So again, I was like, then what what's the problem? What the hell? Why do you give him talent like that? Yeah, I mean, you know, and it, I kind of thought that he wasn't maybe there was something lacking, even though there was a bunch of Toronto fans that were upset that he left. No. But yeah, I mean, since he's played, uh, oh. you know, I mean, I he's he's had moments every now and then, but for the most part, he's. I pick him over Chase every every game. Yeah, very, Never very, so, very solid, very yeah. solid pickup. Yeah. Um, yep. So yeah, I mean, at least we made one good signing in, in this off season. That kind of, you know, has yeah. done something. Uh, on the other side, uh, MLS veteran uh, O'Neill Fisher. Has held his own as well. Has held his own. Um, and, and he yeah. did rather well considering he had done lotting probably. He did. Year. He did. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm a little bit more, when I see him doing stuff, I'm a little bit more like, I'm like, what's going to happen? Yeah. Whereas no, with, yeah, ta- yeah. with Taxi, I'm like, yeah, he's fine. Yeah, but, but yeah, but, but I mean, when we when we sign MLS veteran O'Neill Fletcher Fisher, mm-hmm. we we talked about how they, you know, these are the those are the kind of signings you need to make. You need that kind of depth. We need. Right. We didn't. We right. maybe had an inkling we might need it with Metnir um, being shaking, you know, with his uh, playoff injury. And then, you know, kind of what he got, he got injured really early on into the preseason as well. Re-aggravation, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's, that was a big signing. It, w- it wasn't a splash. Like, uh, did you, Freddie, did you guys, did you guys catch on the broadcast last night? I was going to text you guys, but I thought mm. you missed it. They did say MLS veteran O'Neill Fisher on the broadcast. <laughs> did they really? Did they really? Awesome. I'm also missed that, yeah. Good for them. Hey, you know, before I forget, another thing they said on the broadcast that kind of like I it almost like smacked me in the face when they said it. But I both uh, Minnesota and LAFC have are off to their best starts in MLS through eight games. That I had to take a double. Obviously, last year Minnesota didn't have a great start, but I I was thinking even even 2019. I mean, you know, when they made that run. Uh, that I guess that was more kind of down the stretch into the playoffs where they really got hot, where they didn't actually start yeah. out as well. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess we're we're at one point five six points a game, which is yeah. probably the highest we've been at any point in a season. But look uh, at so yeah, I guess that's interesting. But look, really at the, that. look at the Western Conference, though. I mean, that this conference is. It's tough. Yeah, it's it's stacked. Yeah, yeah. stacked. Um, another thing they mentioned in the, in the broadcast too, guys, was that we've been in the playoffs more than we played more playoff games than LAFC has. That's even yeah, though that is surprising. LAFC did not they not win a no they no. won a title they no. won a supporter Wait. shield they won a supporter yeah. shield because they yeah. they set the record for yeah. yeah yeah so I mean, it was yeah, that no, that 20, makes sense. 
it was that 2019 run for Minnesota that really mm-hmm. kind of tilted the scale. 2020. Oh, am I, I'm sorry, 2020. Yeah. I sorry for I said that twice now. Sorry about that, guys. But yeah, 2020. That's what I mean. You know, you guys know what I meant. Yeah. Actually, it was 20, 2019. They lost to the other LA team. But yeah. uh, yeah. right. Okay. I mean, it, you look at it, and you always. And I think a lot of people think that LAFC is like this big, like monster, and is better well, than the Loons well, are, but they're well, really not. Well, no. they they well, should be. They but yeah. they've had some very disappointing playoff mm-hmm. first round exits. That's been right. their problem. I and think then, they, uh, last year they didn't even make the playoffs. That's right. right. Yeah. Like, they like they got all the talent, but you know, depends on what you do with it. So, oh, we didn't say Chase Gasper. Sorry. No, maybe it's um, a delayed reaction. I know you mentioned it. Probably. We did. So, guys, uh, moving on to the second half, the half that uh, basically everything fell apart because as well. As we talked about earlier, when you have this starting lineup go in there, starting lineup usually finishes games, they wear out a lot easier. Uh, so, and then you make changes, and then things go downhill. And I, I, yeah, yeah, you're right, Tony. I mean, yeah, they wore they, they wore out. There's no doubt about it. They definitely were running out of gas, running on empty. There's no doubt about it. But I remember clearly, at least by this point, if David and I were the only two awake, but. I remember clearly thinking well into the second half, thinking, I think you and I were both, hey, hey, you know, we were getting excited, literally excited about the prospect of a nil-nil draw. Right, yeah. You know, Which is it was, sad, but good yeah. at the same time. <laughs> right, because, you know, like like we touched on in the first half, the, the back line and Dane, they, they were stepping up and, you know, they were playing very solid against a, a good, you know, a, a very good, you know, goal-scoring team, especially at home, so where they haven't uh, LAFC hadn't lost. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I was starting to really get in that groove, but um, no. yeah, I don't know. Do you, I mean, I think you were, I think you were tired. I think you guys were both tired. You didn't know what you're talking yeah. about. Oh, and I was drinking whiskey. Um, oh, well, you know, I, I think overall, I thought the second half started off kind of interesting. Um, you know, we had our possession was looking a little bit better. Um, you could definitely see, um, the pace on the wings it early on in the second half, um, paying off. Uh, Lud had that one that he skied over mm. over the yeah. post or crossbar. I mean, um, and you still like I don't know. It felt like maybe something was turning. That the final third though, it's just over and over. It's the same thing. It that just drives drives us crazy. And then <laughs> the defense started breaking down. I think it's around the. 50th i've got noted and i'm not sure what that was um, yeah. oh it was a shot off the post well that's right. i think i think from the 50th minute and that's a good that's a good point that you bring up in the game i think it just i think it just kind of that's when it went that's when they ran out of gas and it just yeah. kind of fell flat and actually if you look at it at expected goals uh minnesota is literally flat from about i about the 50th minute actually if you look at the the expected goals chart they just fell flat that's when you know, LAFC started to get dangerous and more and more and more. And I mean, they had 23 shots, not all the, like just a fraction of those were on target as well. But um, it just, I think that's why once we started, you know, ticking to the 75th minute and, and further where that's when we started thinking we're, I don't think it was getting excited. We were hoping for the nil nil draw. Right. Yeah. And then it, once the subs came and it, we didn't mm. get defensive subs, it was like, Oh, uh, so. 
I, I mean, you just you just kind of like flip the script. Let's talk about those subs because you flip the script. You kind of like this is where this team, Minnesota, has had success is in the 60, 65th minute, maybe mm-hmm. making those subs, getting a little spark, you know, into that lineup. So now you've got and got a reverse situation where uh, help me out, guys, with the subs. But like Bongi came off. It was yeah, Bongi, Bongi um, off for Franco, Franco. and then. Um, Lottie off for Maria. Yeah. Maria. So, yeah. So you kind of, at least in my opinion, I'm thinking, oh, well, here we go. We're, we're going to make our late subs and, and, and we'll get a little spark and a little energy into this game and uh, flip it on and, you know, maybe try and steal a game here in LA, but uh, that did not happen. But we've talked about the Franco problem, which, I mean, people argue on Twitter all the time about, well, Franco had, this many goals, this many assists last year. Right, five well, goals, nine assists. Well, yeah, but again, this isn't last year. We can't, we can't play a team based on last year's stats. We need to play it on what he's doing this year. And this right. year, he has not looked great. He look, he bogs things down. He d- does, you know. I think you talked about inverting David, and he. Inverts oh yeah, yeah. And, I'll, I'll get onto that. Yeah. In a bit. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's um, it's. Yeah, he. But you said it. He bogs things down. He mm-hmm. he lost possession way mm-hmm. back, like forty yards, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, sudden he slows everything down. Mm-hmm. The defense gets back, mm-hmm. and I'll get into that in a little bit. It's it's. I just don't like. I mean, there are, you know, and somebody somebody on Twitter said that he didn't think he doesn't think Franco's bad using those stats from last year. And I'm like, I'm not saying Franco's bad. I'm saying he's just not fitting what we're trying to do. We have talked about this on the podcast numerous times. I don't think Franco's bad. I think he's talented as hell. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does he fit with what we're doing? Sometimes. No, I don't think so. Sometimes he does, but it's getting less and less, but it's getting less and less. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that's got to be figured out. I mean, you know, you've got two DP strikers that clearly don't fit with him. Mm -hmm. And you've got, you've got a, um, a 10 that arguably does not fit with him either. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you either have to sit him, sorry, you, Keith either has to sit him down or, and, and say, okay, you got to figure something out or you start playing Bongi and you hope that Bongi's rawness gets better. And before we get into the next game, guys, this is is soccer, guys. Soccer is all about fitting into what the team is trying to do, right? Right. Just like like basketball, just like hockey, uh, just like the NFL sometimes. Uh, Even if a guy is great statistically, does not mean he's fitting in to what you want to do as a team. You know, look at look at Lionel Messi at PSG. He's uh, he's not he was great at Barcelona and Mm -hmm. considered the best in the world. But now at PSG, he's he's not he's having a less than Mm -hmm. average season. Yeah, it's it's, yeah, you you have to. And again, I'll once we get to this part, that part um, context matters. Context matters. And that's fitting in part is context. You know what you could do? You just fire the head coach and then, um, you know, well, that works Frank Capone, you know, fit in with a new coach. So, Is well, Dave on the Heath out train? That's, no, that's I'm a, not. I am not for the record on that train. But that, that's, but, a, that's a perfectly viable option. Yeah. I, I was just saying that out of kind of jest, so, of course. But 
Let's you, there, there are people on, you know, men, M and UFC Twitter that would uh, go yeah. prefer to go that route. So let's, uh, let's clear, the, clear this game out guys. Um, made the subs. They made some subs. Um, and then in the what 82nd minute, they score a goal. Yep. Yeah. F a, F a corner kick. And corner um, I don't know. Was- I mean, I don't, I don't have a lot to say other than, you know, Hong said, I mean, it was unsavable in my opinion. Right. I mean, and it was a good, it was a good header. Yeah. Or I mean the header that knocked it down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was almost yeah. like, was it was almost like, you know, it was basically just like a, a, a vol- I got to look at three play again, but um, almost a volley. Um, it was a chance a volley. To- yeah. It was yeah. just like, I mean, it's within 10, 10 yards of the goal. There's no way St. Clair could have saved yeah. it. it. Yeah. So um, I, li- I literally didn't even have notes on either goal. No. So I, yeah. yeah. I so- mean, just remember that was a header. But yeah, it's it's it happens so fast you can't even yeah. it's hard to sit here oh oh so and so you know it's hard to blame yeah, the defense he, you can't blame you might you can't blame Dane it's just you know it happened yeah he day. went he went over top of Luis got the ball down and then whoever it was that scored the goal made a nice yeah. clean shot you're not gonna say that I mean yeah at this point in the punch. game at this point in the game yeah. I mean that's that's game over I think I mean basically yeah, you're I, on the road. It's it's over. Um, they did get a uh, another goal in the 90th. Looks like the 90th minute. Yep. Uh, which that's nail in the coffin. That's that. Um, so we lose guys two nil to LAFC in LA. Yeah. My thought was try to at least get a a draw in this game. They didn't. Um, I'm upset that they lost to LAFC a little bit, but not not as much as they lost to like uh, Cincinnati or right. somebody right. lower than that. I mean, I mean, it, it was only like, two goals and only one came to run a play. So yeah, and this yeah. is this is a this is a the, the top of the Western Conference team here. I mean yeah. that that game last night put them up top above Austin. I was I mean, gonna say. The, the the downside, you know, you got to feel a little sorry for Austin, who who can't, who could only spend, you know, what less than twenty four hours on top of the table. They were kind of loving that, but uh, unfortunately for them, LAFC leapfrogs them. I still think then, I still think Austin's going to fall to the to the earth, back to earth here. Yeah, um, I don't I don't it, trust them at all. They, they they're scoring just like LAFC is, but it, it is interesting. It's going to make, you know, it, it, this Western conference is good because it's hard to say, you know, you know, one thing you can say is that like the road games that Minnesota has played, they've all been tough opponents, but I mean, unfortunately you can look up and down the Western conference and for the most part say it's going to be a tough road game, no matter what, even like, look at Seattle, you know, they're in 12th place, but like who wants to go to Seattle to play right. um, right. Vancouver, Vancouver. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe you'd want um, to go to Vancouver yeah. and play, but I don't. Before, know. before we get into David's uh, little talk about inverted wings and Robin Lud and whatever, let's quickly, <laughs> guys, talk about next week's game and get a little bit of a well, a score for next week's game because next week's game is Cincinnati. It is here uh, at Allianz Field. I believe that's Saturday, Connor. At, it is uh, Saturday, and it's supposed at, to be 67 degrees. Yes. Is it what time is it? Five o'clock game? Um, was well, seven o'clock? Seven. Seven o'clock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So Cincinnati. Cincinnati is not a good team. I mean, face it. I mean, they're not. They're not great. 
Are they? No. Well, they're, they're sitting on no. 10 points, 10 no. points after nine no. games. So it's not great. Fair, they're, they're pretty average. Uh, average team. They're better than last year. They're oh, better yeah. than last year, but to be yeah. fair, Cincinnati is tied for second from bottom with five other different teams in okay. the in the East right now. Okay. And so and the East is not what they once were. Yeah. Um God. it's in it's I mean just I use as you say that Tony I'm just looking at it. I mean I can't help but notice like the the standings in the east are really interesting 14th place in the east DC with nine points yeah whereas you know you look I mean usually it's the west that is like stacked from top to bottom where that it, and I'm sure this very well could change in the next month let alone you know four months of the season but I mean you look at the west though and then it's like that's looking a little top heavy where then at the bottom, you got Vancouver and San Jose with uh, four and six points. It's early. It's early. It, it's way right. too early to look to, so, to take a deep uh, dive for sure. Let's do a round of the horn. Let's start with uh, Connor, who will be at the game next weekend, right? Yep. Okay, Connor, sure will. where do you think for a score here? Um, Cincinnati's never had our number, uh, and I don't think it'll be any different this time. I think we win in uh, – I, I, I think we slaughter them. I think we beat them – I think we beat him at least 3-0. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right, Dave. I'm I I you know what? I like that. I like that score line. Um, I'm gonna jump on Connor's back there and say three nil as well. I that sounds perfect to me. And we're not gonna go, I think was a couple years ago now. They 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 went all seven goals against Cincinnati mm-hmm. yeah. at Allianz mm-hmm. Field. I'm not gonna go that crazy, but I you know, three nil. Let's go with that. Were we at that game? I was not, no. I'm I sort think, of. I think I was there. Were you and I there? Yeah, because I it was, was there because it was Baby Shark. Right, started playing Baby Shark. Remember after yeah. five was yeah. it? After, after five, five was five Baby Shark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was there. That was um, that that was unexpected as hell. No but, shit. Yeah, yeah I um, think it's going to be. I'm. We're going to get back on the bandwagon here with the multiple goals and. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would be stunned if they lost this one. I'm not going to be as crazy as you guys uh, with three goals because. I've been crazy the last couple of times. I'm going to say it's going to be a two to nil uh, loons win on this one because I just think that uh, we'll score two goals, but that'll be it. Um, David, how about you? Four one Minnesota. Four one. Holy crap. Oh. And yeah, now, now let's go back guys and tell me who's going to score those goals. Everybody, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> listen i yeah this is my least favorite part uh segment that we do is the predictions because well, now I can i predict this. can i bring something up to you guys and i didn't, haven't told you guys about this i've been thinking about this we're not gonna do it yet but i think we're gonna do it at the halfway point of the season we're going to actually uh have a little challenge about these predictions and i'll figure out a way to score it uh based on scoring or how far you are away or what have you uh, but we're going to do that the uh, for the last half of the season. Oh, so our I, mean, I think I think I'm in the lead on that. I wouldn't doubt it. Well, I think it'd be yeah. right now. But we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wait till the halfway through the season yeah. and start at that point. So let's. So, so basically, like what? Uh, what is, is that? Fox Sunday? Don't they do the something like Fox that? bets yeah. or basically, something? Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sounds like and, a good idea. And the winner will get Where a. Mike case. Ditka always picks the Bears. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And the uh, winner will get a case of ice house. Oh shit! How about that? <laughs> Actually, no. The loser, the loser, the, the with the <laughs> least points get a case of ice house. Okay. And they have to drink it on the next on the last pot. 
Oh, whoa, David. Oh. Yes. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. seriously. No, 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 no. You brought up a good point here. The loser. And we'll figure this out. Maybe the loser has to drink uh, as many ice houses as uh, points that they lost by to the third place. We'll figure it out. It'll be. It'll be wasn't that, isn't that what we tried to do? What was it? What was the ice house challenge? We ice house challenge as was many as the goals we scored. As goals we scored. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there was a, I think there was one where we had to, we had to drink like three of them. Yeah. So I think that was it. Yeah. Three beers while we wasn't while we recorded the pod. Yeah. yeah. And that was, that did not include the beers that we had to talk about on the podcast. Right. That was afterwards. Yep. So, which is not a challenge for me because I usually go through at least three beers after these ones. But anywho, all right. So, David, you want to talk about Robin Lud and uh, inverted, well, exverted? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think I, I've seen a few people say that, you know, this is evidence that, you know, Lud is the the better forward, sadly. And um, I, I just think that, you know, it, there's some stuff that we have to consider. I, I said it last week that, you know, you, you can't, and as of today, you can't build the starting 11 mm-hmm. off what a group of players has done at the end of the match because you have tired legs, you have the defenses trying to get goals, and that leads to potential goals and, there's so much context around what's happening at the end of the match. You know, there's reasons why they're, you know, you hear consolation goals because the, the winning team has given up, you know, there's reasons why you get extra, um, extra goals when you're up two zero and you end up winning three zero because it's just done. You can't like, can't do anything else anymore. Um, so I think there's context that needs to be, needs to be um, addressed, you know, Lud, statistically speaking, 100%, he is the best forward we have. Um, mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. But there's a big reason, I think, why he looks as effective as he does. And it's because he isn't a winger. So, and I mean, because he's not playing on the way, sorry. And it, the reason for that is because Lud and Franco, who I'm going to bring up in a second too, are both inverted wingers. What that means, anybody that doesn't know, means that they like to um, position themselves along the wing and then cut in and play more centrally, even without the ball. So it's not like they're receiving the ball, carrying it in, like say an Ethan Finley would do, or what a Bongi does, or what Denlotti does. They're literally going down the wing and then they come in and they play themselves more centrally. Lud is constantly doing that. And it, because of that, it draws in a defender and it pushes Ray out wide where he's less effective. Now, when you move Lud to center forward, you no longer have that issue, right? Because Lud is no longer playing on the wing. No, the, no. I, I don't want to interrupt, but because you brought it up, David. So, and, and this is, I, I'm learning from you as you speak. And so I'll keep it short. But when you say inverted winger, isn't that typically like, so Robin Ludes pl- plays on the right wing when he plays on the wing and he's right footed, but doesn't, doesn't that, doesn't, 
He's left foot. I'm sorry. So right. wouldn't an inverted winger be like a right winger who has a preferred right. left foot? But and it, and it, by, yeah, by coming exactly. centrally, it, I mean, I guess I'm making your point by coming centrally. Yes, exactly. I mean, using he's, his left foot. Exactly. And Franco is right footed. He plays a left. They come centrally because that means they can use a strong foot mm-hmm. toward goal. Yep. Um, and so you have this situation where all of a sudden you move Lud over to center forward and you bring in, in this case, Denlotti. What does Denlotti do? He plays wide. He stays wide. Yep. If he receives the ball, he cuts in. He doesn't really wander centrally at all, which guess what that does? It opens up a huge space for Ray to occupy centrally. He doesn't need to go wide, out right to cover wherever Lloyd was. He can stay where he belongs to create. Now, go over to the other side. You bring in Franco. This is what happened last night. You bring in Franco, shifted Lloyd back to the wing. Franco is an inverted winger. He cut drifts inside. He clogs up space that's meant for Ray. Worst part is Franco stays deep. Mm-hmm. We mentioned this already. He stays deep, which keeps the possession deep. And all of a sudden you find yourself, Ray is sitting either, he has to go left, sorry, just go right, behind where Lud should be, or he has to go left behind where Franco should be, or he stays deep. Any any three of those locations, he's completely ineffective. He's not good on the wings. And if he stays deep, he's got to make a pinpoint pass from 30 yards. It doesn't work. And that's the biggest problem with what we see trying to judge Lud as being this better striker. We haven't seen Luis or Adrian play in a situation where Ray's behind him, them, and the wingers stay wide, allowing for acres of space for Ray to move forward and actually place 10, 15 yard passes instead of 20, 30 yard passes. The big thing, the big thing about the inversion though, is guess what happens when you bring two wingers in? They bring the fullbacks in. Right. So now you got Luis sitting up top dealing with the CVs. Then you bring in the fullbacks. Now he's got four defenders. Then you've got the you've got the generally have a defensive midfielder. So you have five defenders. Then if anybody's done scouting on Ray, they know Ray's ineffective out wide or deep. So now you've probably got a sixth defender, and you're expecting Ray or anyone else to put a pass into a window that doesn't exist. Yeah. So you, sorry to interrupt, but another question to keep you going here. But like, so I mean, we we've. Have we correct me if I'm wrong, but we've seen this um, not just this year, but like as long as um, Lude has been starting out on the right wing, we've kind of seen this issue. Right? Yeah, exactly. And, and is this is this what we're hoping? We didn't quite. And this is is there reason to be optimistic about Bongi because he's not an inverted winger? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, again. yeah, that's that's what I would think. Yeah. yeah, and then also like say when we now Finley Ethan Finley when he was still here, you know, last year. I mean, he he offered, you know, pace down that right side. And yeah. he obviously was not an inverted winger. He'd bring that pace down the right side, put exactly. it down the middle, and it wasn't clogging it up the, the yeah. way that uh, you're exactly. describing. Yeah, and some- you know, and, and that, that's what's so crazy about this mm-hmm. because we don't get to see anyone else 
in the formation that Lud is in when he's a forward because Lud has to be on the pitch. I mean, why wouldn't you put him on the pitch? He's a good player. And, and so you, you just can't, you can't judge statistically speaking because they're com- contextually, it's completely different. The entire shape of the attack is so different when you have Lud and Franco on the wings and Luis or Adrian up top. Mm-hmm. That you just, it's just different. I mean, can you imagine having, and it, we've seen it, uh, yeah. what, five goals or six goals now they've scored, where you have Lud up top and you have two CBs and a defensive midfielder? The passing windows that Ray has mm-hmm. to get those, that's why he hits Lud over the top on the chest, boom, down. Yeah. That's why you see, you know, uh, there was that, the, well, Lud's goal last week. Nails perfectly, takes a few steps, turns around, takes a mm-hmm. shot. You see that because the windows exist because there aren't the defenders clogging that central area of the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds it's like just, it kind of sounds like a tough problem here because I mean, what what would you prefer? I mean, David, what would you prefer for against Cincinnati? Let's say, do you would you prefer to see you know loot up at nine again, or would you prefer him to see you know assuming like you said he's going to be on the pitch. Would you prefer to see him out on the right wing and then Armria new? I, you know, I, I, I would prefer seeing Lud on the wing, um, but I don't want to see Franco on the other wing. Um, well, I, I think, I think you got to have, you got to have somebody that's going to stretch the pitch on one side. Bongi, because a Bongi right. or, uh, or, a, yeah. or Delati on the other side. Yeah. I well, mean, even, say- even it. Adrian Anu might even do well, do well enough in that situation. Yeah, it's yeah. just you you have this you have a conundrum. You have good players that you want to get minutes, mm-hmm. but they don't quite fit right. It's yeah. I mean, my perfect scenario would be Adrian Anu or Luis up top, Bongi on the left. Sorry. Somebody on the right, Lud on the left, mm. so he stops inverting. Mm-hmm. But no one likes that because then he doesn't then he doesn't create right because yeah. it's it's not the same situation. He's not then a- Ray at the ten and Rosales and Ariaga behind Ray. the The other thing that's a, a big key, Rosales is huge. They didn't have a great game last night, but he's he's more fluid and more more. Uh, attack minded yeah. than what trap is yeah. so that opens up more options to press forward and push ray up the pitch yes ray can find himself falling deep and if you've got those two guys back there they're willing to go forward and it just pushes the attack forward i mean there's there's just so much context that i i think people just ignore i don't i don't I don't know why other people are really talk. Well, because about that. you because... know that does explain uh, why our offense was so bad last year. Because our defense was amazing, but then our then our offense was just having trouble scoring goals because you had yeah. Franco and you had Lud in those inverted positions and yeah, and and then Franco was one scoring most of the goals. Yeah, you know, and, practically and it, because and it, that's what's going to happen. I mean, and it can work. In, in let me just play devil's advocate here, David. It can work. When you get confusion on the opponent's back line, yeah, sure, it can work. Maybe, on, maybe on, if you try that against. Oh, I'm sorry, Tony. Go ahead. But unfortunately, unfortunately, against good teams, 
it right. doesn't work because they don't get confusion right. back there. Right. So clogging those lanes doesn't do anything. And you see yeah. there are numerous, and if people who don't know this go back and watch uh, offensive uh, series uh, for the loons, watch what happens in the box. Watch what happens well, because it, it gets very, very congested in there and yeah. there's nowhere to go. Yeah, Tony, Tony, you're right. You know what we're missing, and I keep bringing this up. I've brought it up at least three times now, mistakenly 2019, but 2020. Part of the reason they were so successful down, the, you know, down the, the stretch into the Western Conference, you know, final was uh, the fluidity that they had. You know, Ray came in late in the season. Kevin Molino on the left wing. The fluidity and the way, you know, the passing was so much better. The fluidity, they, they could interchange even with Robert Lude. It feels like you had that interchangeability in those positions and it was so fluid and smooth, but they don't, Minnesota does not have that. And they haven't yeah, had the, it since then. Right. There, there's a weird communication issue right now with those, with those tag midfielders. And, you know, I think some of it might even be solved if you convince Franco to actually go up the pitch, to actually stretch the pitch. The, that was the thing that, boom, breaks went right on. As soon as Franco and Luis came in, the breaks on the attack just slammed on because mm-hmm. as soon as as soon as Franco would get the ball, he would be 40 yards deep, and he wouldn't do anything with it. Yep. And it, all of a sudden, you're passing around so far back mm-hmm. that you just have nothing to go to forward. And it, if he could stretch the pitch, he could get up to the 18-yard box and then try to make a move in. You know, that would maybe give some more space for Ray to, to get forward and to actually do something. The only, the only problem with that, though, is that Franco doesn't have the speed for it. No, he doesn't. Well, you're right. But exactly. Franco's got the skill to do some things. He just, yeah, again, but he, would need to, he would need to stay in the attacking half, though. If but I also, to. but Connor, I also think Franco, if he didn't freaking invert himself all the freaking time, could be a great passer from the outside. We've seen great He's got skills. And, and, the, and to your point, Tony, he, he does have technical ability. There's no reason why he can't maintain his position on the wing, yeah. receive the ball, then carry it in. That's yeah. fine. That's yeah. I mean, that's what Bongi does, and he's actually relatively successful. Or pass him. or pass it off. You know, yeah, there, there's no reason you can't do that. Although, but the problem with Franco, of course, is he's got the one mindset. And that is get in the box, just jam yourself in there. Yeah. You know? yeah I mean, he's, he's not a good, unfortunately, he's not a good team player. I mean, that's the reality. He wants to, he wants to, I mean, he seems to want to be the star and make the play. And it, as a winger, that's really not the role that you're supposed to have. I mean, no. sure. You can score goals, but your main, your primary function should be getting an assist. Exactly. The primary function should yeah. be keeping a position that can that can help your ten yes. get get the ball and possession into the attacking third. That is, I mean, we've harped on it over and over. But if you look at the stats, the touches, the few touches that we have in the attacking third and the attack attacking penalty area, it's terrible. We're yeah. awful. At getting the ball into those areas and then doing something with it, yeah. And it, it, it all comes from that that core three that they just don't communicate well. Yeah. It's just, there's that Dave. That fluidity just doesn't exist. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not there. 
Yeah, it's, and you're you're right. The, the the wings have to stay out in order to uh, to feed the ball into the area. If they have the chance to score a goal, great. Uh, like you say, um, one team that uh, used to do this very well. Um, I, I noticed uh, back when Beckham was playing for the England national team, they had uh, uh, Steven Gerrard and Paul Scholes, and um, uh, and then they had Michael Owen up top, and and Emil Heskey, and. Um, the one thing you notice about whenever they had the ball in the attacking third, uh, the, uh, all of the England players would play their positions. And that's how when they had the ball in front of goal and maybe the ball was headed out of the area by the defense, there was always someone to back it up outside of uh, outside of the box. And we mm-hmm. just don't do that. No, no. That's, we good don't that's yeah, very we, good. We clog right. up. We clog up way too much. Yeah. Um, I, before we get out of here, guys, let's I'll just, just say. Go back and watch our offensive attack. Watch the clogging in the box. Go watch other teams because there's a very big difference how we do our thing offensively and other teams do it offensively. You can tell. Um, and just watch last night's game. Yeah, watch last night's game. Yeah, watch, watch. Um, it is. It's frustrating. Austin game. It's it's frustrating to watch our team go on the offense and have the ball for a minute and then give it up because we clogged everything up and defenders there or whatever. And then yeah. watch another team go against us and have the ball in our, our defensive zone for five minutes and make plays and pass the ball around, have guys making runs, you know, yeah. whatever. It, yeah. It'd be one thing if, I mean, if, if they had, if, I mean, if Minnesota had, you know, multiple, like, tens and 20 you know shot attempts but they they're getting nothing out of it they're not even getting right. shots out of this you know, and they just, don't even get they don't even get progressive passes to to the guy that can make a shot it's no, just no it's it's always around the perimeter always around the perimeter it's like 30 30 yards out from goal right they, they yep. don't attempt to do anything into goal because there's so much traffic they can't yeah yep. The uh, clogging the lanes reminds me of my daughter, my youngest daughter just came down. It reminds me of her soccer games. Everybody just goes in, the, in, <laughs> in, in front of the goal and they clog it up. And then I don't to be a goal because of that age. it does because they just don't know what's going on. But still, that's what it is. Uh, but David, I mean, great, uh, great, uh, great talk there about that. Yeah, thanks. People understand that. Um, guys, we'll take a quick break. When we get back, we got some soccer history. I'm sure a couple things. Um, and I have uh, one or two quick, funny stories to talk about. And uh, yeah, so we'll be back in uh, just about one minute. And we're back, guys, after a little break, a little talk about Florida. Um, Connor, you got some uh, Minnesota soccer history for us? I I told you, did you mention we're going to Florida? (laughs) I mentioned numerous numerous times. I I think we've mentioned on every other podcast for the last month. And I'm going to keep mentioning it because I'm very excited to go. Yes. Yes, indeed. Never been to to Florida before. Wow. Really? Never been to Florida? Wow. Amazing. That's okay. I've been to Georgia. That's pretty cool. I've been to Georgia. I mean, I went to Atlanta. Is Atlanta the furthest south? Uh, I mean, no, in the U S yeah, in the U S yes. Okay. Um, well, let me see here. Well, uh, is Atlanta further South than Vegas though? 
Yeah. Um, I'm pretty boy, sure. Boy, that's one of those. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Think I, it is. Like, okay. not by Just a think lot, about how much California is underneath Nevada, too. I did uh, fly into Ve- I did fly into Dallas for a little bit when I went to uh, uh, Mexico once. Oh. So you know what? I think Vegas is north of LA. I, I okay. it's one of those weird things. But yeah. Might not be. Okay. Not sure. Vegas is north of LA. Yeah. yeah. So north, northeast. Atlanta's 33 degrees and Las Vegas is 36. Okay. Okay. Like I said, I did fly into Dallas once when I went to Mexico. That's about it. But I've not been to Florida yet. I'm very excited to go to Florida. Awesome. Um, I know Dave Dave went there back in our college days. He took a road trip. Um, yeah. How many hours was that, Dave? Like To drive to Florida? Yeah. I mean, we did it in just under 24 yeah. hours to get to really? – uh, we, were, we were going to Tampa, actually. Clearwater. Five people in the car? But Yeah, there was four. There's four of us. But, I mean, I've been to Tampa or Tampa yeah. and Florida in general many, 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 many times over since then. But well, and this that, is, that was a great trip, yeah. Again, uh, Tom and I used to talk about going to spring training every freaking year. It never happened. So I'm thinking about bringing a little bit of uh, his ashes down to Florida, just like spreading them on a beach. Somewhere. That'd be cool. There you go. That would be cool. Yeah. So, um, Connor? History? Yes, yes. Um, I will start on the history here. So today is May 2nd. We're going to go back a week and go to uh, April 25th. We're in May now, guys. We are. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. It's going to start feeling like it, too, I hope. So that... Yeah. I'll see you. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to go with May 25th, 1998, when the Thunder mm. lose 2-1 at the California Jaguars. Mm. That's, I think, I don't that know. Was, if that's uh, not. That was before I knew the Thunder existed. That was back oh. when... Uh, that's back when uh, Dave and I and Johnny were going to games. Mm. Uh, I went to Thunder Camp, I think, that year, actually. It was Thunder Camp? At, yeah, th- there was Thunder Soccer Camp at... Uh, was Manny? Was Manny? Manny, Manny was there. Manny was um, there? Manny was there, and uh, Buzz was there, too. Oh, Buzz, Buzz was there. Buzz nice. was there, yep. Nice. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was for a whole week at uh, Linhurst Park over mm. there. So that was, nice. that was pretty cool. Uh. We're gonna go with the with 2012 May. No, I'm sorry, not May. Uh, April 28th. The Stars draw three three at the Atlanta Silverbacks. Oh, the good old Silverbacks. Yeah. Also, Las Vegas' team back in 1985 was called the Las Vegas Americans. <laughs> really? Come yeah. On. <laughs> Come on. Come on. <clears throat> We're gonna go with. That doesn't uh, even make sense. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. I mean, it's Las Vegas. Yeah. Call them the slot machines or the nickels or something. I don't know. Americans. Oh. The gold Jeez. chips. The gold sure. chips. Sure. Yeah. Prostitutes. Prostitutes. The, the Las Vegas hookers. The big hooker. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the whores. The whores. <laughs> the Las Vegas sluts. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> April, April 29th, 1998. We're moving on here, guys. 1998, Thunder lose 2-1 at the Orange County Zodiac. I think we have had that one before. Oh, yeah. The Z- now, 
Zodiac Killer? Zodiac, I bet you that's what it is. It might be. Oh, I bet you that's it, what it, it is. A, it was a Southern California story, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Awesome. So you, you, you made a soccer team's name after a killer. Yeah. That'd oh, be like, well, Zodiac, Zodiac Killer was Northern California. Well, still. Oh, it was? Okay. But still, yeah, that's right. Mean, That'd be like calling the Milwaukee team the, uh, the Milwaukee Bundies or whatever it was. Milwaukee Bundies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Or the DC Snipers. DC. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, remember yeah. now. Remember now, the Washington uh, basketball team was called the Bullets for a long time. That's true. It was the Washington Bullets, and they made a change because of the, you know, shooting violence going on. Right. Went to the right. Wizards. Yeah. Thanks. Forgot about that. Gosh, yeah, that's right. I'd be like calling the Chicago. Chicago Fire, the Chicago Gacy's. The Chicago what? Gacy's. Mm, isn't that isn't that Illinois? Isn't that Illinois? It's, yeah, I think it's in Illinois. It was technically Wisconsin, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I thought Gacy was Illinois. In fact, I feel like. Yeah, that is Wisconsin. Gacy was Illinois. I feel, I feel like Sarah has told me that Gacy's home wasn't that far from where she lived. And that kids home. would go visit. Like hold on, sneak in there. hold on a second here. Oh, I had to look this up. Positive. I swear, yeah, it's it's Illinois, guys. Oh, yeah. He was yeah. born in Chicago, Illinois, and he died. It'll happen, Wisconsin. He died in Crest Hill, Illinois. I swear it was in Illinois. You're oh, thinking. Yeah. Where is, where is, you're thinking. Or am I thinking of a different one? Because there's been like ten of them in Wisconsin. Well, yeah, I mean, there's been it was uh, who else is Wisconsin? It was uh, Ed was Ed Gein in Wisconsin. Oh, it was Gein. Yeah, it was Gein. Mm-hmm. Ed, it was Ed Gein. Just think of Ed Gein, the guy who created uh, um, lampshades out of human skin, which was technically oh, the wasn't he the Chainsaw Massacre story? Technically, yeah, I think so. That, yeah, yeah. Well, this, you know, you know, we're still we're, we're still recording, guys. I mean, this podcast. I mean, yeah, I mean this is what we do, right? This podcast is. This podcast has turned into terribleness. Anyways, let's back to it. All right, let's go back to soccer. All right, so I'm going to do this uh, because it's a two-part. It kind of foreshadows – not foreshadows, but – okay, we're going to do May 1st, 2010, when the Stars lose 2-1 against the Austin Aztecs, the team that Adrian Heath co-founded. There you go. And then exactly 11 years later, United lost last year against Austin FC. Mm, 1-0. Yeah. Mm. Two games against Austin. Uh, didn't turn out very well on May 1st. No, can, we, can we, like, no. Adrian, Coach Heath, if you're gaffer, please, if we ever play Austin, can we just not do it on May 1st from now yeah. on? Good idea. Good idea. I don't think it's up to the coach, but uh, yeah, that'd be yeah. nice. Try. Well, he, has, he has a say. Yeah, some pull. Yeah, some pull. Yeah, and then we'll do one from today. Um, today in 1998, the Thunder beat the New Orleans Storm two one. Nice, so that's great. New Orleans Storm that works. Yeah, Storm yeah, stones. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it was before Katrina, but it yeah, foreshadowed some bad ones. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. Well, thanks, Connor, for that history lesson. Um, before we go, guys, I got well, not really two quick ones. I got. One, it's not even a funny story. So I have to bring it up. It's, uh, did you guys hear that Taco Bell's bringing back the Mexican pizza? You know, I heard that. And I was like, I I'm very excited. T- I forgot that they 
they took it away, honestly. I they mean, did. I don't go to Taco like, Bell as often. Two years ago, they took it. To. Two oh, years ago, I'm took not it sure away. I knew that there was such a thing. There I is. Oh, it is. Oh, I used, to, I used to, I mean, mm. not, again, not for a long mm. time, but I used to really like getting the Mexican mm-hmm. pizza at Taco Bell. Yeah. I mean, I can't oh, remember I can't the last time I, I would have got one. I used to love going to Taco Bell all the time. Like, I'd get. Good no. chili cheese right. burritos all the Ooh. time. And- so pizza. when are they bringing back the Mexican pizza? Uh, because it, when they do, I'll, I will go get one. That's uh, shortly. I think it's in the next month or so. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, they decided because they had a huge, uh, a lot of people said, hey, bring it back because you need to bring it back. And yeah. they are, which is oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Good. So is it going to be brought back or is it going to be like the McRib? No. no, it's being brought back full okay. time. Full time. Now, um, Taco Bell went through a, I think it was a two or three years ago. Taco Bell went through a whole readjustment of their menus and like canned shit off of there and said, Hey, no, we're not doing this anymore. And Mexican pizza was the big one. And hmm. a lot of people have said that was terrible. Maybe. You know? I mean, again, I like, I go to Taco Bell like a couple times a year. I used to go much, much more often, but like, yeah, I mean, maybe that's why I don't go anymore because they don't have the Mexican pizza. I stopped going because they didn't have the Mexican pizza. That must be it. I used to go like, like twice a beer. week. I mean, yeah, because I, I like my jam. My favorites, I you know, I like I get you know, I think they got rid of the Nacho Supreme wow. too. Mm-hmm. Like I like the oh. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. I don't even know what I'd order there right now. So Taco Bell fans rejoice. I'm, Mexican pizza is coming back. All right, I'm rejoicing. Right. I'm, getting, yeah. I'm actually yeah. getting hungry now too. Oh. So funny story, guys, and and really, it's kind of a it's it's not really a funny story. It's actually a really kind of bizarre story. Uh, this is from early April. A woman uh, won ten million dollars after accidentally pushing the wrong button on a lottery machine. Um, she uh, last November, uh, the Quadra Edmonds or Edwards, sorry. She just put $40 into a lottery ticket vending machine in a supermarket in Las, Bay, in Los Angeles when some rude person bumped into her, causing her to accidentally push the wrong number on the machine. Oh, geez. Um, she usually purchased cheaper tickets, but the accidental button push meant she'd bought a $30 200X scratcher ticket. She said she was annoyed because she just dropped most of her money on a single ticket. Uh, but once she was in the car, she started scratching that $30 ticket, realized she'd won the top prize of $10 million. On the wow. scratch-off ticket? Holy well, it's a, thir- it's a $30 ticket. Yeah. Um, so, uh, again, she usually purchased, like, probably the $2 tickets, maybe the $5. Yeah. Uh, but this guy bumped her, and she bought a $30 ticket instead, and it went $10 million bucks. She better uh, hunt that guy down and give him a few bucks. No shit. Like maybe seventy percent of the the winnings, really seven thirty. <laughs> no. I mean, because she wouldn't have she wouldn't have she wouldn't have won without no. his help. So that's a yeah. really good point. Now I'm a lottery scratcher guy, guys. I usually buy, especially at the beginning of the month, they come up with the new tickets. I'll buy a couple of new tickets, and that's that. Okay, but I wouldn't buy a thirty dollar ticket. No, I mean I yeah. just wouldn't do it. My sister-in-law has bought a $50 ticket before. Wow. And she usually wins back her money or a little bit more than that, like a hundred bucks. But $10 million, guys. 10 million bucks on a scratch. So what that gets taxed at 20%, right? Oh no, it's more than that. 
I thought it's I thought it's considered the same as a um, that bonus or no, it's like forty percent. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Well, it's still, he gets like six still, million bucks. Yeah, it's still yeah. six million. I mean, she's happy. I mean, who wouldn't be happy? Yeah, but uh, for sure. Yeah, more money, more problems, Tony. Yeah, more money, more problems. Yeah, more money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, maybe I should start doing scratch offs. I've, I've bought a hey. few Powerball tickets before, but I've never won um, the jackpot. So, yeah, I should try. Well, of course. You, well, you're still on this podcast. So, of course, you haven't won the jackpot. Right. <laughs> uh, what do you mean? If I if I won a jackpot like that, I'd be full time on the podcast. I'd be <laughs> our research, you know, spending all my weeks doing the research yeah. for the pod. Yeah. yeah. Uh, invest a bunch of that money into the podcast. That's right. Exactly. That's right. Be our main advertiser. Uh, Right. Uh, before we get out of here, guys, I just want to say uh, we are still working on a, at what David said, an advertiser. We have one in the works. Hopefully, if uh, they ever get back to us. Um, so he hasn't gotten back to you? No. no. Okay. But uh, hopefully that, that turns out. So um, he's going to. I, I think he will. Um, but We'll wait for it before we start uh, mentioning who it's going to be. We are going to again. Let's say it again. We're going to we're going to Miami, guys, and we're staying in Fort Lauderdale. If anybody listening to this podcast knows of a good brewery we should go to, we have some. We know in our area we've got a couple we can go to, but there's one that you guys know in particular that we should go to. Let us know. Um, I'd start making those. Start getting some inroads in those places here shortly. We'll talk about that because we'll be doing a live podcast from there. Not live, but recording from that brewery on the Sunday after the game. Um, other than that, uh, Connor, you have a ticket. David, you have a ticket. Dave, you bought your ticket yet? Ticket to what? Florida? To Plane the, ticket? No, no, to the game. I thought you were going to get mine. So. Am I getting your game or getting your game, game ticket? Am I? I thought you were. Yeah, I, 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 I can't say that actually. I think you did say that. I did. Okay, I'll get it for you. Not a problem. I don't think there's. I don't think there's going to be a run on tickets anytime soon because I think no. last time I checked, there was like 15 people who bought tickets so far. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, as of this moment, the wild playoff season has begun mm. here. Mm. They're on ESPNU in case you guys. Oh, ESPNU? Yeah. Jeez. That must just be temporarily until like a game gets over. That's, like, yeah, I think so. Because uh, Boston and Carolina are playing the other. Oh, right now. boo. Okay. You know, at this point, could we not figure out how to take them off of ESPN and put us on ESPN and have them go? I mean, there's got to be a way you can do that. Or right? regionally, at least regionally. Yeah, at least regionally, right? right? Yeah. So dumb. What irritates me is I actually, I have Xfinity and I pay extra for the sports entertainment package. And or somehow I do not get ESPNU out of all the sports, really? sports channels that I get. I, I have get so many sports channels that I don't even watch. They have, I don't get ESPNU. It's a really I have weird. YouTube TV and I get ESPNU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one of those loopholes. I don't know what the deal is. But huh. Anyways. Um, again, I'll, I'll say we're still recording. I mean, maybe. We are. Before we, I'll speak, we're talking about TV stations, G4 is back, guys. Really? 
G4. Connor, oh. Connor, you heard about G4? David Holy moly. Yeah. G4 is back, That's a guys. blast from the past. Yeah. Gone for quite a while. Wow. Happened. Uh, are you talking about, like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Video it's game. It's the video game channel. It's the video yeah. game channel, yeah. And, wow. And uh, they're playing. So yesterday, Sunday, they had all day of Starcade, the all the old uh, video game uh, competition back from the 80s, playing old arcade games for for cash money nice and i was watching that shit and they have the old x plays on there and uh they have all kinds of stuff on there so the only thing i remember from g4 was that show that olivia munn was on uh that'd be uh that'd be attack of the show yeah that's right and uh, olivia munn was uh super hot back in the day i used to watch it all the time now i don't think very highly of her because she uh, dated uh, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, okay. Oh, well, okay. she's she now has a child. I know. With uh, sure. that that comedian. Uh, um, yeah, I can't think of his name. He's pretty funny. Um, yeah. Mulvaney, Mulvaney, Mulvaney. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, John Maroney. Is that his name? Right? I think so. Yeah, John. Yeah. Uh, John Mulvaney. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah Mulvaney. Yeah. yeah. Um. Olivia Munn is not. I think she's our age, isn't she? She's like, or maybe a little bit younger than we are. I think, yeah, I think younger. I think yeah. she's younger. Yeah. I mean, because yeah, Aaron Rodgers is younger than us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good oh, times. We've got our we've got our first power play of the game, guys, Ooh. for Minnesota. Ooh. All right. So uh, that's your wild report from uh, Connor Ennis. Yeah. Um, he'll be reporting on the wild during this uh, postseason on of our podcasts. <laughs> you wonder how long Go Dave is wearing the wild shirt tonight. I I didn't realize I'm wearing a green shirt too. I didn't yeah. realize I, I guess I feel I should be cheering for Tampa Bay. Yeah, you should be. Well, you yeah. should be hometown. Lightning are in it. I think they play um, yeah. uh Toronto yeah. in the first round. Well, you're cheering for the the rowdies, right? I do. They're not yeah. doing that great. Are they are they still in the US Open Cup or are they out? They're out. They lost to mm. Orlando. Oh, in Orlando. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Son of a bitch. Well, uh, supposed to get out of here, guys. Uh, for myself, Tony, for Dave, David, and Connor, we'll talk to you guys next week. All right. See you. Go, Looms. All right. See you, guys. Go, Looms.